Well, today we celebrate, it's a great joy for us, of course, because we celebrate the patronal feast, St. Joseph the Worker. Now, of course, we've got the, uh, the Feast of St. Joseph, the kind of the main one there on uh, March 19th, but we've got this other one as well, the Worker. And it was more recently instituted by, uh, by the church to honor uh, human labor and the importance of human labor and its place in God's economy of salvation and how, how God governs the world. Uh, in particular, though, he, it's really it's honoring working class as opposed to, say, like white collar, believe it or not. So it's really a feast that's actually honoring the working class people, uh, the people that maintain the material fabric of the world. You know, they don't labor so much with the mind but with the body and with material things. And that's the idea. It, at last year, of course, I, re- I know that you remember every single word that I, I preached. So last year, you remember this, the homily I gave word for word. So I won't repeat anything there. I focused last year on, on the idea of how the importance of the working class and how God honors them in a particular way. Today, I'm just going to speak in general about the principle of work. We see in our first reading from the book of Genesis... Um, that God created man to be his ambassador on the earth. So man is like a representative of God. It's his, man is God's deputy. Okay? That was the way he was supposed to be. Now we've fallen into sin, and so uh, it's very much a problem. We don't represent God okay? and because of our selfishness and our pursuit of our own schemes and our refusal to serve God, we no longer uh, represent God the way that he intended us to represent him. Now Christ came as the perfect representative and restored that whole, that whole design that God had originally that we would be his representatives. And so as Christians, as baptized Christians, as members of the body of Christ, with his help, we approximate uh, back to towards what we were supposed to be like in the beginning, meaning representatives of God. We do that better or worse at different times in our life and different you know, challenges that face us and whatnot. But the, the principle, though, that man is to be God's representative is to work on his behalf and is to carry out God's plans and kingdoms and designs on the earth is absolutely fundamental to biblical thought and to the Catholic religion. Um, I would say one of the most fundamental errors that you could possibly make as a Christian, okay, and it's made very, very common. It's made more frequently outside the Catholic Church, but it's made frequently by Catholics as well, uh, who are not deeply catechized or don't fully realize what their, their own religion entails, is they see almost a kind of a competition between God's activity and human activity, such that if I'm doing something, that means God's not doing something. Or if God's doing something, that means I shouldn't be doing something. Okay, so they see these two things as, as sort of um, in competition with one another. That is a, that's a real, real fundamental error, and it's super common. You would really, if you, if you start to put your antennae up and try to detect it, you'll find it everywhere, and you'll find it in your own life as well. So, for example, like a kind of a big picture um, uh, error that people will find. There's certain pacifist streams of Christianity. And so the people will say like, well, no, we can't, we can't be engaged in government. I can't be a police officer. I can't be a soldier. Um, because it, it has to do with violence. That's, that's part of it. But mostly because that's God's job. 
Okay, the Christian's job is to be totally separate from that and to be completely pacifist. So I can't engage in war. I can't engage because this is we, we let God do that. That's not what we do. Okay. Um, really extreme versions of pacifism will go so far as to say that even in self-defense, you know, if someone's attacking someone or someone's attacking me, I can't do anything. All right, there are extreme forms of pacifism that actually entail that. They eliminate even the possibility of self-defense. Um, other kind of extreme versions of this error. Now, these are extremes, but if you if you are sensitive to it, you'll find this kind of error. It pops its head up everywhere. Another real extreme form of this is in various charismatic and Pentecostal streams of Christianity, where they'll, they'll be like, well, you know, God's going to heal me of this ailment, so I'm not going to the doctor because I'm trusting God. Okay, he's going to heal me, I'm not going to the doctor. All right? If I were to go to the doctor and use medicine and take his advice and be, have surgery, that would, that, would be, that would demonstrate a fundamental lack of trust in God on my part. Okay? So this is a real error. Of course, there's a, the, the joke out there, you might have heard it before, is there's a, you know, a flood's taking place and the, the waters are rising and everybody's getting in boats and they're getting out of town and one guy's on the roof of his house, he's climbed up to the roof of his house and he's, you know, and he's uh, praying that God's gonna save him from the flood, you know, and so he's praying, praying, praying and, uh, you know, a boat comes by and it got, and the guy says, hey, Jump in the boat. Come on, let's, I'm gonna save you. Good idea. No! No, no, no. I'm waiting for God to save me. Okay, I'm waiting for God to save me. And so the guy drives off, you know. And then, uh, some other offer of, you know, salvation comes around. And then thirdly, this, you know, helicopter flies over and drops down a, a ladder and gets, here, grab the ladder. <laughs> We're about to, you know, you're about to die. We're going to save you. No, no, no. I've been praying to God. I trust God. He's going to save me. So the guy ends up drowning and he, and he goes to heaven and he says, God, where were you? I was asking you to, to save me. And God says to him, you dummy, I, I sent three opportunities to save you. And you, you see, God works through human beings. He works through natural created realities. Okay. And not only does he do that like as a little hobby, but that's like the whole purpose. Why? Our existence, all right? And this is what we affirm today, is that God gave us the task of ordering the world and of laboring, of of bringing order out of chaos, and thereby, it's not that God's sitting back doing nothing, he's doing that through us. That's the point, is that God works through our work. We are his representatives. And what an amazing privilege it is for us to represent God and to participate in his own plans and his own designs for the world. How awesome is that? How awesome. So whatever we do, we understand that we're acting on behalf of God. When we go to work, when we bring order, when we bring peace, when we bring competence into the world, whatever and whatever task it is, we're doing God's work. God is working through us. I love the saying from our psalm, Lord, give success to the work of our hands. Okay? So it's the work of our hands, and yet success comes from God. We're, we're working together. We're co-workers with God. It's not that he sits back and we do all the work, or we sit back and he does all the work. It's that we're working together. Uh, my grandma used to say on my father's side, this is an old 
saying that probably many of us heard. It's that very much Italians would say this is, God helps those who help themselves. And uh, there's like a cynical or pessimistic way of understanding that, meaning like God doesn't really help us, so we got to take care of ourselves. Okay, so sometimes that's what people mean by that. That would be a kind of a, a bad interpretation of that. But if you understand it, and I think in its proper sense, it's correct. God helps those who help themselves in the sense that you have to take responsibility in your life. Okay, And by doing that, it's not that God is not acting. It's that God is acting through your acting. God is acting through you being responsible. It's the same thing in the spiritual life. You know, like, we're not going to do any works. We're saved by faith alone. No, no works here. Oh no, that would be an insult to the to the cross of Christ. That would be to take away from God's mighty work of salvation in my life. If I were to ever presume to think that my works could have any role in my salvation. See, very, very common error. The reality of it is, is that by God's grace, our works are energized and our means of do become means of salvation by his grace. So it's both God working and we are working together. So this is what we affirm today, my brothers and sisters. Let's never forget that uh, there isn't a competition between us and God, that he works through us, we work on his behalf. And this is one of the many truths we affirm today on the Feast of St. Joseph, the Worker.